0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. And sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain you're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hi babes. ya babes. Now this is really annoying to say for all involved. I have just told Fraser a mind-blowing story. Yeah. About something that happened yesterday that I cannot talk about on air. <laughs> but if there's a giddiness to us, a giddiness and a slight hangover, <laughs> it's because I just told a mind-blowing blowing story. Yeah. Let's just say I'm gonna tease it. It involves someone I know having sex with a celebrity. Yeah. Whoa! I, I feel quite giddy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what have you been doing this weekend? I know you've been off gallivanting yesterday. Yes. So had a super fun weekend. I had Friday off. Did all my boring um, chores on Friday. Went for a drink on Friday night, and then I ended up going to a bar on Friday night. Who else was at that bar? <laughs> me. <laughs> Yeah, you emerged like a kind of demon from the mist at like midnight. <laughs> a real, a real moment of me. So end up at this bar that I wasn't expecting to be at, and then someone came up to me. And they're like, "Oh, mutual." Was like, "Oh, Ben, just you know, Fraser and Teddy are here." I was like, "Are they?" <laughs> Who told you that we were there? J- Jordan, is that his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So then I got my my drink with my straw and slowly approached them and just tapped the straw (laughs) in my drink and waited for them to notice me. Yeah, it felt very made in Chelsea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big news is summer is back in LA. After (gasps) genuinely months of rainstorms, it's sunny again and Uh, it feels wonderful. So yesterday I went to my new friends from uh, skiing, my ski friends. Well, say, say where from? Oh, Gay Ski Week. No, well, I didn't really want to be here, so I was made to be here. So, obviously, I'm just, like, wanting to get this over with and get on with my life. This is a big inconvenience for me. One, it was one of their fortieths, so went to an area I would call Mid-City. <laughs> I love the area of mid-city. 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 Like, where would Mid-City be in London? Kennington? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kennington is very Mid-City, you're right. Great transport links. And, um, <laughs> and it was a pool party. It was so fun. So one of them is a landscape designer. So he has this awesome garden with a pool and hot tub. And we just turned up and it was, it was so LA, but in a wonderful way. Everyone was It was like, what? Oh, just a pool party on a Saturday with music playing and everyone just talking and drinking and being silly. Just spoke to so many people. (laughs) The big thing there was they are clearly very experienced gays in in terms of entertaining. Okay. So much so that on the side of their house, they've constructed a urinal. So you don't have to go. They're like, we don't want people trailing through our house to go to the bathroom. Excuse me. (laughs) So you go down the alleyway, like the corner beside their house, they've got a urinal with a red light bulb above it. Is that Uh, a genius? Where does it go? Oh, it's all plumbed. What? Yeah. A real plumbed urinal, to use the correct... Is that American urinal? No, urinal is American. Oh, I can never remember Urinal is UK. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, how fun's that? That's insane. (laughs) Lovely. Yeah. What's your goss? Uh, Not much. I went for a hike yesterday uh, for like three hours um, in Griffith Park. And last night I stayed in and ordered Popeyes and watched five episodes of Criminal Minds. Five hours of Criminal Minds I watched. Are you going out later today? Yes. Oh, you are. Yeah. So I had a very sensible... Who with? Don't you worry about it. Who? Bordeaux. Oh. <laughs> you know who I'm going out with. Yeah, today's been a real day of errands. I, I got up and did a, another hike this morning, and then I've just been bopping around doing errands all morning. It's been very boring. But I will tell you that I walked around Silver Lake Reservoir today. And What'd you see? Who'd you see? I can only describe as actual... Beefcakes. Like hunks. So not just like, oh, silver leg, hipster hipster men kind of lolling around. It was like, I saw like multiple like topless, shirtless... Like beefcake men running around the reservoir. It was quite a lot to deal with. Did you talk to any of them? Uh, yeah, I talked to every single one of them. Hey. <laughs> Hiya. Tell us about your macros. Yeah, exactly. How many grams of protein a day? <laughs> right, let's do some feedback because we got a lot of it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, if you want to get in touch with us, go to our Instagram, You're Welcome America. You can email us at... You're welcome America podcast at gmail.com. And it's the letters U and R, not Y-O-U-R. There you go. <laughs> so our first bit of feedback we got from a listener called Pierce Broderick, not Pierce Brozen, which I thought it said to start with. So Pierce Broderick got in touch and he gave us... Bit of exciting feedback after the Saturday's mini series, which I liked mm-hmm. him describing it as a mini series. To me, it felt maxi. <laughs> <laughs> it felt very long. It, it felt never ending. So he says Una Healy's just been announced as the first guest for the Dublin Pride Party in June, and he says fingers crossed she has her guitar for a few acoustic tunes. Go on, go on, go on. Well, yeah, other bye, what else bye. is she going to perform? Like <laughs> it has to be by herself. Saturday songs. So it's with a guitar. And then I like that he followed up. He says the day after it was announced, he was in a cafe for brunch and they played the entire Chasing Lights album from start to finish. Mm. (laughs) They know their audience in that that location. He said, truly a sign. Thank you, (laughs) Pierce. Appreciate that. So our last episode was the Forgotten Girl Group special where we whizzed through a bunch of girl (laughs) groups that really aren't worthy of full episodes just because there isn't enough material on them. People, it really whipped people into a frenzy, especially about an unexpected. We've heard about one forgotten girl group the most, which is unexpected. Mm. So Billy said, can't wait. You're doing God's work here. We are. Shout out to Easter. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, it is Easter Sunday. (laughs) Walter Boy 13. I still listen to Leisha's Attic in 2023. (laughs) So basically we heard about kind of a list of people's suggestions for you know that we forgot some forgotten girl bands and the first one is from what was it, andy 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 Van, and he said guys what about the cheeky girls cheeky cheeky <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> the cheeky girls we are the cheeky girls we are the cheeky girls you are- Okay, so that's the Cheeky Girls with the song. The Cheeky Song, in brackets or parentheses for Americans, Touch My Bum. I forgot about the, how the vocals will sound like they're being sung to you down like a very long pipe. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, so they originally in X Factor kind of as a novelty act, and they performed that song, and I was thinking about the audition in my head, which I haven't watched for years, but them just in the room being like, we are the cheeky girls. We... It's, yeah, it's, Do you remember? It was very slow. It's very hard to explain them as a phenomenon to people outside of the UK. Yeah, they auditioned for the show X Factor and they're Transylvanian twins. <laughs> 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 they're just twins from Transylvania. I mean, there's, there's nothing much more to say. And then they kind of have like weirdly managed to stay relevant for much longer than you would ever have imagined. One of them dated an MP, remember? Oh, yeah. A OPEC. <laughs> Why? Well, I, well, I was also thinking about the fact... So that song we just listened to the cheeky song was their own song that they auditioned with. so I was thinking, money-wise they'd <laughs> like some to know, royalties. get an eye on the, uh, get an eye on the, the financials of the cheeky girls Yeah okay so I heard from my friend Elisa uh, she texted me personally and messaged the Instagram and she first of all she was disgusted that, uh, that we live in a world where the honeys are a forgotten girl band but she said, "3Lw: How dare you forget Fraser?" And she's not wrong) <laughs> That album, players gonna play, players, players are gonna, gonna play. play, and haters are gonna hate. Do you also remember their kind of last single before they broke up? It no. was called "I Do." And I don't the, remember that at all. Oh, and the music video is all choreographed in like a studio on green screen, and it's meant to look like they're, I think, in the ocean, and it's all water choreography. Oh. So there's like water on the ground, and they're like sliding and kicking water up. It's a pretty fun video. It definitely goes in the CGI hall of fame. That video. <laughs> Three, just three little women. No, oh, you're a little woman. <laughs> three little women. Three little women. Cliff in Glasgow got in touch because I'd posted the Forgotten Girl group Stinks, which was a bit of a curveball. They were the group um, who were the non-smoking advert in, in, exclusively in Scotland, but an amazing... A fake girl band. A fake girl band <laughs> singing a fake song, which was great and about not smoking. Cliff said, I played this at our club night once and honestly, it went off. I mean... A gay pop-centric club night in Glasgow playing Stinks. (laughs) Steve Early got in touch uh, about, there's one more before we get to the one that we heard the most about. And he says, hi guys, great ep. Feel a bit burned that you didn't mention the turn of the century girl band Smoke 27. That's the word smoke number two and seven written out not as a number. (laughs) And their one hit, been there, done that, is still a big fave. He said, there's a great checklist of technology permits it so let's do it effects in the video <laughs> and he says that they don't have their own wikipedia page but they did support daniel beddingfield and one of them went out with abs from five okay okay steve i will say i have zero recollection of this song and video and i'll say Really shaky start and then a pretty fun chorus. Yeah, it's a good song. I'm I'm a little threatened by all of them. There's a lot of them like looking at the camera like like flaring their eyes as yes. if like they're about to like hit you and you would like go, oh huh! yeah. Hard. They yeah. look dead hard. Yeah. And one of them you pointed out had like that Cheryl call Cheryl Tweedy very much like braids down one side of yeah. the head. A side cornrow. Yeah. A side Caucasian cornrow. <laughs> side row. Thank you for that. Yeah. And then by far our most our most kind of uh, feedbacked group. So I'll, I'll just give a sample. We had from, we had from Caroline and Justin, Justin amongst other people. I think also much like the cheeky girls that maybe we didn't think about them because this is a duo. Yes, yeah, this slipped through, and that was Daphne and Celeste. Fucking hell! Okay, I do have to admit. I did laugh at your mommy, your daddy, your greasy, greasy grandmammy. That <laughs> Imagine being one of our parents and if we were into that and having to listen to it. Would you remember their follow-up song? It was actually really offensive. What was it again? It was, the, it was that uh, cheerleading chant, U-G-L-Y. You ain't got y- no alibi, alibi. You're ugly. You're ugly. Yeah, yeah. But then all of the lyrics of, of it were like about you being ugly. In fact, I'm going to look up the lyrics to U-G-L-Y while you're looking at Daphne and Celeste. U-G-L-Y was criticized by those who felt it promoted bullying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> in an interview included in the U-G-L-Y single, Daphne stated, everyone is indeed ugly in their own special way. What? Do you want to, I mean, do you want a sample of the lyrics from UGLY by Daphne and Celeste? You ready? (laughs) Your teeth are yellow. They're covered in mold. You're only 14. You look a hundred years old. When looks were handed out, you were last in line. Your face looks like where the sun don't shine. Did you fall off a building and land on your head or did a truck run over your face instead? There ain't no pill because you ain't ill. You're ugly. (laughs) Okay. When it's recited like a poem, that is funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was so confusing about Daphne and Celeste is that they were American, but it was all based in the UK. Yes. And they, and they, in all their songs, they sped up their voices. So they had a very high Albert and the Chipmunks kind of sound. It's very confusing. I also think we're one step away, not from a girl group, but from Lolly. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're inches away from Lolly. Pop stars. Viva, viva, viva. The radio. Can I just read you one more yeah. verse as a dramatic reading? Recite it. <clears throat> You've got eyes like a pig and your nose is big. And with your hair like that, you should be wearing a wig. Uncle Festa, remember him? I never knew you had a twin. You can't disguise your googly eyes. In the Miss Ugly pageant, you win first prize. Your mama say you ugly, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I've now talked myself into loving the song U G L Y by Daphne and Celeste. It's oh. back, baby. It <laughs> was one of their songs on a soundtrack to something. It was. Uh, it was on the Bring It On. Oh, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. and they famously performed at Glastonbury, and everyone threw bottles of urine at them until mm. they left the stage. Like you said, urine. I was going to say bottles piss. of piss. Oh, no, I wanted to, and actually, in a in a strange dovetailing of p- other people we've talked about the Cheeky Girls performed at my university and they got booed off the stage. Oh, I seem to recall, were we both once at GAY at the (laughs) Astoria, at the story is that what it was called? Yes. By Topham Court Road. And Daphne and Celeste were, no, um, Cheeky Girls were playing. Have I made that up? Uh, You've planted a false memory in my head if you have made it up, because that does sound familiar. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to get in touch with feedback about anything, just give us a shout. Go on our Instagram, drop us an email at... Oh, you're welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> right. Shall we get into the episode? Yes, let's get into my topic. And we are back. Fraser, you're up first. Yes. I don't know what your topic is. So I, I, I went off of some current news <laughs> and it inspired me. Huh. So, right now in the UK, there's this kind of wild debate happening which stems from they, they talked about it on this morning which is how it got all this attention but it stems from bodyguard the musical is touring the uk oh. and in manchester do you read about this yes and in manchester yeah people were getting so drunk and being so loud that the, the police were called and people were escorted out of the theater because people were trying to sing along to like my i will always love you people being like and i yeah. <laughs> And drowning out the, the the person singing, who was... This is not the person I'm talking about. It's a different person, but guess who's playing? It was Melody in the Pussycat, <laughs> from the Pussycat yeah. Dolls. Was Melody the one who, who left? Yeah, she's the one who up, tried to upstage Nicole with those vocals. Right, so Melody is not on their comeback song, React. No, she is not. Got it. She is too busy playing Rachel Marin in uh, Bodyguard the Musical. Wait a minute. So, is your topic Nicole Scherzinger? No. Okay. This is UK. I know she is British, essentially, at uh-huh. heart. okay. We've already done Alexandra Burke, who you and me saw doing Bodyguard the musical. Yeah. But she took over from a certain singer who may have coined their own name. Oh my god. Are we about to talk about Beverly Knight? Ben, we are discussing Beverly Knight. <laughs> uh, queen, of, uh, queen of UK soul? <laughs> queen of UK soul, Beverly Knight. So, <laughs> this has inspired me to think about her. And <laughs> actually, it weirdly kind of dovetailed into i saw that and i thought oh beverly knight played because i thought oh it'd be fun to talk about the bodyguards and i was like well hang on bev did that and then i realized it's also beverly knight's 50th birthday this year and she's doing a gotta recognize that she's doing a tour of the uk for her 50th birthday and i kind of thought i don't i was like oh i only know i know like one of her songs so i thought i'd just talk about her songs to start with she has released a shocking amount of singles (laughs) compared to what is in your memory she coulda woulda shoulda she's shoulda woulda coulda shoulda woulda coulda not coulda woulda shoulda okay shoulda woulda shoulda coulda woulda okay got it (laughs) coulda woulda shoulda is the right thing but i'm enjoying mixing it up woulda shoulda shoulda, shoulda, coulda ah coulda woulda shoulda so yeah she's released i can't actually keep a count here but look just cast your eye at this this list of singles Mm. she's released a lot of singles so she started out in the 90s Kind of mid to late 90s she got her first record deal she released an album that no one kind of knew about and then basically she managed to she changed record labels in 1998 and she released this album called prodigal sister i'm just gonna prodigal and sisters spell s-i-s-t-a sister it's worth noting that uh beverly knight is from wolverhampton which <laughs> <laughs> is very funny but then yeah so this is the first song that- The problem is, though, when I listen to that, I feel like I'm listening to a mashup. I think it is, like, ten different songs mashed together. Yes. But that's Made It Back 99. Oh, I made made it back. (laughs) And actually, when I was listening to that, I was like, oh, yeah, she had a real... She actually did have a real moment in time musically, late 90s, early 2000s. This run of, like, four songs are kind of... They all definitely would appear on a Mother's Day... Like a Mother's Day CD that you'd buy for your mum, mm-hmm. and they definitely all sound like songs that my mum would have bought. Mm. <laughs> Beverly Knight is—I'm really curious <laughs> to get my mum's feedback on Beverly Knight, which we will get <laughs> next time because I don't remember her having any of her albums. You know, my mum was more concerned with some of the younger contemporary artists like Kelly Rowland. Was she? Yeah, <laughs> I've told you this that my mum bought Kelly Rowland's solo album. I didn't. The first one. Yeah, I didn't. My mum did. Wow. So like I'd like come downstairs and my mum would be like hovering to um I know I know can anybody do it like me? I know I know <laughs> Or or um, Mary's got, got the same size, size hands, hands as Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. But I just I'm always constantly <laughs> Laura out with the Mr. Sheep, yeah. just like same size hands. It just it, that that can't no body song. It's just very funny that my mum kind of almost discovered that song before me. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Embarrassing. Then comes the the Best song that I believe in her career. Ready for this? I fucking love this song. I think it sounds like it could be on any advert for a million products in the uk i think it's i also think it's uh like an itv saturday night tea time show wish fulfillment something and finally fraser's been struggling for years <laughs> gets to do the thing he's always wanted and like they play that over the package oh, it's all of it it's it could be it could be it used in a trailer for an episode of like strictly come dancing if it's like coming up next on friday on strictly to be like greatest day and then we're like spinning around yeah. to it. I think it could be like an impulse uh, deodorant advert. Yes, I think it unfortunately could be coded more feminine and be for like for feminine products. It could end up being for yeah makeup, tampons. Yes, anything. Oh, it's a good tampon (laughs) advert one because it's very much someone has hit has their period, but. they've got like a really big day but it's not going to stop them because the product is so good they can still have the greatest day of their life exactly got it and i will say i did i was trying to find beverly knight sponsorship deals because you know i'm obsessed with people in the 2000s signing up to be the face of what was that girl band parade with the face of women's football yes but i I couldn't find a unfortunately a beverly knight feminine product deal because i do feel like that would have been the actual ideal for that one Mm -hmm. I had a real obsession with this song. And then when I got to university, I discovered that my friend Caroline and my friend Fran also pre-us meeting had also been obsessed with this song. And when the three of us discovered it, I don't know how we did. I've never been so happy to sit in a room with two other people and have them know the lyrics to Grey's Day by Beverly Knight. And it's best, Steve. You got that chill down in your soul. Yeah, she yes, is. it is. She's doing some runs and some <laughs> vocal licks. <laughs> she runs all over the place. She has the runs, like, essentially. She's just... And also, I love the Greatest Day video because it's definitely Where is she? definitely filmed in the UK, but with a filter to try and make it look like she's at least in the south of France. But no, because she's on the right side of the road. In that case, she's in the south of France. In, in an American... In a car on the other side of the steering because that's what I was trying to work out as well. I mean... This is definitely Europe. I'm looking at it now. This yeah. is for sure. This is Europe. This is like Lanzarote. Also, where does she go for the gra- her greatest day? Like, where does this end up? She's just driving she's by a lake, by a body she's of by water. A lake. This this to me feels like she's in like Gran Canaria. But wait, she's got to get somewhere good. <laughs> I think it might be about the journey, not the destination. Oh. In fact, I think this whole video might take. Pl- oh, she's, oh, oh, she's, she's driving to cliff. a cliff. She's gonna. Oh, wait, she's gonna jump is it off. <laughs> uh oh. Beverly's about to just drive that? off the cliff like Thelma and Louise. That car does not have wheels to go over those rocks. Like that is, you know what I mean? That's not an off-roader. <laughs> God, I'm glad she parked before going over the cliff, though. Yeah, um, yeah the I'm yeah. Handbrakes I'm on. The video does end with her driving off this cliff. Hang on. Dun, dun. Greatest day ever! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Beverly, put on the handbrake. <laughs> Beverly, night off a cliff. So then we have the song. Should have, would have, could have. <laughs> nothing (laughs) says radio hit quite like a mid-tempo song like that the radio 2 playlist just buzzing when that came out and this stinks of like how many shops do you feel like in the year that this came out had this playing (laughs) i feel like next still plays this song lovely it couldn't be more of a next song could it like it's just <laughs> just so middle of the road in a way that is astounding to hear it in this day and age do you not know think it's funny that next is called next <laughs> because it's like wait what's next oh, oh this is next this is, this is what's next oh do you remember how much of a big deal the next sale was the new year's day sales oh yeah because it got to the point my friend lydia worked at next she worked in next home when we were teenagers and she had to go to work so early on new year's day for like a for a sale because they would open early and people were like lining up to go to next such a pre i know we didn't i know this was i know the internet existed but this is so pre like amazon and like yeah. online shopping in the to the extent of like imagine lining up to buy something from next I, no, I'm not going to say in the same, I've famously never set foot in a Greggs. I've been inside a Next. I don't think I've ever owned anything from Next. Yeah, I I feel like maybe I bought something for like my bedroom at some point, especially when Lydia worked there. I know I used to go into Next Home a lot and talk to her. Yeah, that's fair. And and yeah, I I remember she always said that she, it was such a bizarre job because it was like grown ups talking to her about like, bed frame deliveries and she was like 18 and didn't you know lived in her single bed and her parents I was always like I don't even care what they're talking about yeah I'm trying to talk to her about curtain rod sizes and she's like oh do you think now that it all has been kind of taken over what what's it called B&M yes for sure yeah that's kind of yeah taken that space but that but was I, that was never around when we were there was it no but I bet you if you stepped into a B&M now you'd hear shoulda, woulda, woulda coulda, coulda now, shoulda, left man. man. Also, do you remember the episode of Sex in the City where Samantha just keeps saying "shoulda, woulda, coulda" to Carrie? Yeah. Ah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Every time I think about that, I, I think Beverly really missed out on a on a collab for that one. <laughs> she should have somehow got that song into that episode. Ah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. So I'm going to play one more Beverly Knight song for you. Okay. And I've got some other things I want to talk about with her, but this one, this song's "Keep This Fire Burning." And oh, do you remember this? This I think we. I think I mentioned this analogy in the girl bands, no, in the Saturdays spinoff that we did. Okay, I mentioned the analogy of a Saturday song sounding like a a horse and cart with square wheels. Oh, you said "At Least My Love." "At Least My Love," yeah, is a is a horse horse and cart with square wheels, meaning it goes clunk clunk. I would say "Keep This Fire Burning" is of the same family as that. Are you mm-hmm. ready? I'll be, I'll be. Is, is, do you know what it's a bit like is What about us? Yes like you and uh, Yeah, it's like that, but with less like but a more more mid-tempo f- version Less of it. fun and a bit more radio friendly than what about us? Yeah Can we talk about the fact that her name's Beverly? <laughs> Bev Yes, we can talk about the fact her name is Beverly So she changed her last name to That's her stage name She was actually born Beverly Ann Smith Bev Smith Bev Smith Just one of <laughs> 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 You want to talk about 90s mum's names? Bev Smith. <laughs> Bev Smith. Bev. Hi, Mrs. Smith. Your name's called Bev. Oh, hiya, Bev. Bev, <laughs> call me Bev. You're going to go over to Bev Smith this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's kind of, they're like her biggest song. She's released five million other singles. She was in a, because she basically did a, she took a turn into theatre at uh, the, the kind of certain point in her career in, um in 2013 is when she joined in the bodyguard mm-hmm. so it's a really long time ago that she kind of moved 10 to the... years ago yeah but she actually makes perfect sense as a musical theater west end performer because she is genuinely a really talented singer mm-hmm. she just never quite got the she never quite got going as a pop star well, i felt like it was well, hard to like categorize her right well, question on that what was her highest chart like charting single number nine it was shoulda woulda coulda it was number 10 no, look, Come As You Are is number nine. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what that is. At a certain point a few years ago, she joined forces with this one West End star whose name I don't know, but also Amber Riley from Glee, the one that is in... Yeah. And they and the three of them formed like a like a musicals girl group yes. where the three of them would sing songs. They were like a kind of soul sister kind of... I think they, they had... I think they were called something divas, like West End divas, and they re- recorded covers of west end songs and it's basically just the three of them like screaming at the top of their lungs and it's genuinely like fantastic did they did they do a tour yes they did yeah <laughs> very oh here they are oh, they were called leading ladies so yeah the leading leading ladies they were formed in 2017 i can't think of anything i would want to hear less than people singing songs from musicals but i do appreciate these women doing it because at least they're talented but they did, hang on, let's look at their... It's Amber Riley. Amber Riley, Beverly Knight, and Cassidy Jansen, Who I don't know. Who I don't know, but their songs were One Night Only. Oh, wow. They did a single that was I'm Every Woman slash Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I'm hoping that was a double A side and not a mashup. Um, yeah. Because that's a confusing... Uh, Should we listen to them doing every I'm Every, every Woman? Crew, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's worth I can sense your needs, like playing up to the sea. Okay, we just watched the the lyric video of I'm Every Woman by Leading Ladies. It's LL. Quite a wild ride. It ha- <laughs> Everyone is singing on that song. Oh yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the song I'm Every Woman? I think I think the Shaka Khan version of this song is permanently in a top 5 of my favorite songs of all time. Oh. List. Mm. I genuinely listen to I'm Every Woman I would say on a weekly basis. Is that wow. is that an interesting piece of information? <laughs> is that a shock for you to hear? Yeah, but it doesn't surprise me as well. That does yeah. feel right. If you like Greatest Day, you're right. gonna like I, I'm Every Woman. Same way that, <laughs> same way that I genuinely, without irony and without like a kind of a an 80s like, oh, I'm going to that nightclub flares and like you know, and I'm 50. Reflex, where a reflex. In the same way where I genuinely listen to. Irene Cara's song, Flashdance, What a Feeling. Like, genuinely listen to that, like, in my car. And, like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to put this novelty song on. It's like, oh, I'm going to listen to this piece of, like, art. Oh, great song. (laughs) I love (laughs) um, Flashdance, What a Feeling. Now, just, we started this whole segment by you saying how there was that theater production the bodyguard and people got in trouble for singing along imagine them performing that on stage and not being able to sing along (laughs) yeah well I I think I feel like the leading ladies would have their vibe would have been inclusive because it's not I guess yes a a musical theater performance it's like a and they're all such vocal powerhouses if you tried singing along no one would hear you anyway yeah I mean I don't know about old uh caucasity in the middle but Beverly and, and Amber that's like Standing behind kind of double jet engines trying to like compete with their, their vocals. <laughs> Bev has been, <laughs> Bev has been kind of on the reality TV circuit oh, and on a few different. Okay. More on the kind of competition reality circuit. That I found two shows that I, one of them, we were definitely living in the UK and I've completely blanked it from my memory. The other is a show from last year and this year that we've completely, has completely passed us by. It's one of them, Celeb Air. <laughs> no. So the first one is a show called Just the Two of Us. Do you remember this? This rings a bell. So this is, <laughs> it was a TV show in the year uh, 2006 and 2007. Hosted by Vernon K. and Tess Daly. Only TV show they've ever hosted together. I keep, keep seeing that fact wow. everywhere. What a point. a point, I just <laughs> point to that in the face. And basically the format of this show is that a professional singer would team up with a celebrity and they would be a duo and then it was kind of just a competition reality singing show but with a professional singer and another celebrity teamed up together so it was all duets okay and the celebrity there are non-singing celebrity. non-singing celebrity and a and a singing celebrity that's fun <laughs> then most recently this okay. is this is a phenomenon that we've missed okay and I okay, think, okay and i think this show is actually like not like us watching it before a night out, but I think this has got like a Saturday night okay, kind of event, event novelty, event viewing. And it's basically a, it's called Starstruck on ITV. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. It got kind of, it got launched as, announced as kind of a rebooted, but not officially, but like a rebooted and remixed version of Stars in Their Eyes. Oh, okay. So it's an ITV, like primetime ITV show hosted by Oli Merz. And the judges for the first series were Beverly, Bev, our Bev, Sheridan Smith, Jason Manford, the comedian. Okay. And someone else we're forgotten. Doesn't matter. And basically, (laughs) there were teams of. (laughs) So there there would be. (laughs) It's really hard (laughs) to explain. There was teams of three. Not impressionists. What's it called? Like a cover impersonators. Art. impersonators for one artist, and they the three of them perform a song together by that artist. Mm-hmm. But it begins with them having like a an off screen makeover that happens in like a like a transition. So you see them dressed normally, and then suddenly they're dressed as the star, and the judges have to react. And I'm just gonna have to play you. I know it's a lot, I'm doing a lot of clips, but I'm an, I'm nervous. This this reveal of the Gary. This is the Gary Barlow's. I cannot think of anything more British than what we just witnessed. That, that, Jason Mantha being like, oh, that's good. Oh, I'll tell you what, he's doing a good Garibaldi. Sharon, Sharon Smith kicking off her heels and standing up to dance. Adam Lambert just being happy to be there and yeah. getting a check. <laughs> Fuck. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't find, or maybe I didn't spend enough time looking, but I obviously wanted to play you a female, you know, a female artist's and there's an Ariana Grande group, and I could not find hide nor hair of any footage of the three people getting made over to look and sing like Ariana oh, Grande. So we've had two seasons so far. Yeah, exactly. And then, are you just looking at the, the artists that are on it? Oh, um... It's pretty it's pretty interesting. So yeah, it's... oh Yeah, Ga- Lady Gaga, uh-oh. Yeah. Bad romance, clunkety-clunk-clunk. Clunk. And what's the Ariana song that they had to do? Is it one last time? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then I know that I definitely saw because it came back to me now and I understood what I was watching. I saw there was an Ed Sheeran week and the the clip, someone had recorded them watching it and the bit where they get made over was for the Ed Sheeran makeover was a wild ride of ginger wigs. Well, those... also, it's such an underwhelming. Like, oh, I'm going to get made over as Gary Barlow. I'm like, okay. Well, I like that they had two bald men that they put wigs on. That's yes. funny. That's very At least very with, funny. like, Lady Gaga, there's something you can do. There's some scope there, Or yes. even with an Amy Winehouse. I'm yeah. like, there's a look. Although that is also quite a troubling makeover for... I just feels disrespectful to Amy Winehouse it for does. some reason. I can't think of anything more British than a Gary Barlow impersonator. I think we might have reached the... The pinnacle of UK British thoughts. And I'm not sure. I think we might have to cancel the podcast. A a Gary Barlow impersonator on ITV on a Saturday night. Right. And a shiny floor Yeah, with an audience all standing up and clapping when someone reaches the high note. Yeah. (laughs) It could be the greatest day. Greatest day. And I'm feeling good. (laughs) Never better. So a she's a a two-time judge on that show. Anyway, <laughs> okay, we've come to the end of the line. We, we've come to the end of the line, as the honeys would say, and it's tricky because to think of the the UK the US equivalent of Beverly Knight, it's hard because Amber Riley really kind of oh. dominates. She dominated my thoughts before I saw that she was in the leading ladies group with her, and I don't feel like it's fair to to Jennifer Hudson to kind of add in also add that into her too. Or do you think that maybe it's more like, to keep it kind of topical, is she more of like an Ariana DeBose kind of character, star of stage and screen? Maybe. Who also appears on on television. Wait a minute. Macy Gray? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? That's, That's not bad. Interesting. I mean obviously Macy Gray had one massive song that the world knows, but as we always say with US equivalents, it's always bigger. But the rest of her career is like, wait, what's does going feel like on? she'd have she has the same level of kind of cachet as a as a Bev Knight. Yeah. And I can imagine Starstruck, I can imagine Macy Gray being a judge on that. Yeah. And again, with the Macy Gray performers, that'd be good. Okay, well there you go. Look, you've you've talked me into it. The US equivalent of Bev Bev Knight is Macy Gray. You're welcome. Ah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And we are back. I don't know if we can ever get more British than what we just went through. Mm. So Ben is going to talk about an American topic. Going to bring us back to this country. (laughs) Made it back to a place called America. So... We are going to talk about a local eatery, and that is called Damon's Steakhouse. Say it Scottish. Damon's Steakhouse. <laughs> Thick steaks, tropical drinks. So... <laughs> you going, say it Scottish. Say it Scottish. <laughs> so it is a steakhouse in Glendale. It's been around since 1937. Jesus. I'll just play you something real quick, just to get us in the mood. so it is uh tiki bar and is that, that real yeah so damon's tiki bar seven years ago did a self-funded mini comedy series oh. it's rough watching it's really quite problematic but i do want to we don't need to talk about it but i enjoy the um the uh the theme tune <laughs> so we don't need to talk about that show because i watched it and it was a real rough horrible problematic struggle but Damon's Tiki Bar is in <laughs> Glendale, uh, location of the Americana brand, and location of what we did. Dis- uh, what we did decide collectively was the worst restaurant or fast food meal that we have eaten in service of the podcast. Islands. Island. Ariel, listen to me. I, I, I <laughs> teriyaki thing I had horrible teriyaki burger. Do, and do you remember that was when I I got actual I got a stomach issue during the meal that's how bad islands was <laughs> do you know what we still need to do is chilies yes we do that's but it's, like, it's like strange a- the islands and damon's tropical steakhouse of i think glendale the least mm. kind of tropical location of los angeles yeah. i believe Ariel, listen to me yeah at <laughs> least colorful or <laughs> yeah, tropical completely locations. like it couldn't be if you if it, if there was like a tiki bar in malibu i would at least feel the the ocean breeze would provide some kind of authenticity, but the fact that those two places are in Glendale. But it's like, I've told you before, whenever I'd go to Manchester for work, we would go to do a tiki bar crawl. Because there's so many... Imagine a tiki bar in Manchester. Weirdly, I feel like that makes more sense than Glendale. Really? <laughs> God, I wonder how the construction of the Soho House Manchester is going. Um, maybe it's tiki themed. <laughs> Oof. So we went there the Soho other night. Tiki House. Soho Tiki... Wait, I mean, if there's one in Hawaii, that'd be fun. Yeah. Hawaii House. It is, I'm going to just read the established in 1937. So it's a year younger than my dad. And it said on the website, join us in the South Seas adventure that is Damon's. We've been serving up savory slabs of prime rib, pan roasted pork chops, backyard barbecue, seafood and delicious fun wrapped in great value and a transportive... Tiki thatch vibe to generations of families and friends. It's like, there's, a, this is a long sentence. You say tiki thatch? It, it says tiki, tiki thatched vibe. <laughs> what does that mean? So, an, <laughs> and it was this Oregon born entrepreneur, Loyal Damon. Good name. He, uh, he set it up basically. So it, that hotbed of tiki culture, Oregon. Are you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we went the other night for our friend Teddy's dinner. So just to describe the the restaurant, in fact, do you want to describe the restaurant, the vibe, what it's like Hmm. when you go in? Yeah, it's... Well, obviously, to do that, we have to address our lack of being able to describe what Tiki is because it's a completely made-up amalgam of different cultures of the kind of Polynesian, kind of Pacific Island countries and nations, but there's no actual rhyme or reason to it. Yes. So it's basically, yeah, if you were... If you were like, hey, I don't know anything about Hawaii or Polynesia or any of those places, but I'm just gonna take a guess and I'll decorate a place, I guess, in that vibe. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Absolutely. There's the thatched roofs. There's thatched roofs. fish tanks everywhere. Yeah, kind of fake bamboo roofs on a few different things, mm-hmm. lots of lots of kind of bamboo sidings. Do you want to describe this, this light that I took a picture of? Uh shells. Shells. <laughs> a shell light. Yeah. Shell light. Kind of a general Polynesian uh beach vibe in there. Oh my God. Have you ever been to that tiki bar in San Francisco? Oh, wait, you, wait a minute. Did you not go and have a drink there while I was coming from the airport in San Francisco with Colin and Tom, that tiki bar that's in that hotel? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Remember that? That's a pretty, that's an amazing tiki bar. Well, that was amazing. That had a full water, that had a pool where people do like a water show in the middle of it. Yeah. And it rains during like, Uh, yeah. What is that place called? I cannot remember, but it's a very famous tiki bar in in a, but it's in a hotel and it's really strange because when you it's walk in the in, basement of the hotel yeah and when you walk in you walk into the lobby of this hotel to go to it and then there's like a ups store in this hotel lobby as well it's all very this country yeah this place this country is so confusing that that tiki bar the water it was the original indoor swimming pool of the the hotel then they converted it i want to hear from you we were there for a birthday dinner what did you order i got the burger because, you know, I don't really, there's no, oh God, I can't get into this, but I don't eat steak and I don't eat red meat and I don't eat fish. So that that really has, like takes a lot of things off the menu in a steakhouse for me. Mm-hmm. But inexplicably, even though I don't eat red meat, I will eat a beef burger because I can request it to be well done. How was the burger? It was great. Yeah. It was really good. I actually couldn't, yeah, there was too much of it. I couldn't finish it. We had a starter of some potato skins. I think it's because I had a potato skin, which is essentially was half a potato oh, before really I ate the rest of my food. We had some calamari that wasn't great and some uh, Some popcorn, kind of coconut shrimp. Coconut shrimp that I had. I had a steak and a filet. A fillet. fillet steak, as they call it in, make in the UK, And eight ounces, medium rare. And I asked for the, the double baked baked potato. And the way it was, it was like a baked potato <laughs> where they'd then separately done mashed potatoes so then they put on the baked potato a mound of mashed potato it's very confusing yeah no it's the inside of that potato oh scooped out so they bake it and then they scoop that out mash it and mix it with something and put it back in the same oh okay yeah i had two uh, my ties poolside sipping on a my tie <laughs> and then i had to switch to beer because they were making me feel sick <laughs> yeah they were really strong they're really strong very and, sweet yeah and i just was like i i couldn't i also had not eaten I hadn't eaten much that day and I was in a very low blood sugar state when we arrived at Damon's. So that first <laughs> that first Mai Tai, it, not only did it almost knock me to the ground, it did keep me alive, like the sugar from it. Okay, But then I had to switch to beer because I was feeling drunk. I saw our friend Joe today and he said, he was like, after that meal, he's like, I slept really badly. <laughs> and I had one Mai Tai and lots of water. And I did wake up at five in the morning like, huh. yeah, And I said to him, it was as if I'd been gently hit by a bus yeah i think we all got kind of cursed by a a, kind of a a volcano god from the fictional country of tiki got it (laughs) so we're going to play a game actually it's called damon's or namens okay and i'm going to read off some uh menu items and it's either damon's served there or namen's not served there so damon's or namen's it's a special chicken fried steak with potatoes and country gravy uh (laughs) namen's no it's damon's I want to know, country gravy, which country is that from? Also, what's a chicken fried steak? I have no clue. (laughs) Also, country gravy, what's the opposite? City gravy? Chicken fried steak. Yeah. That's like... Should I Google what a chicken fried steak is? (laughs) Fish grilled sausages. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Chicken fried steak, also known as country fried steak. It's an American breaded cutlet dish. It's a beef steak coated with. F- oh, so it's like a steak that's coat got a coating on it, like a crumbly coating. Oh, so there's no chicken involved. It's just as if it's a breaded chicken. What it's means is chicken steak. fried steak? <laughs> it's just a cut of steak, it's coated <laughs> in seasoned breading. Uh, another question for you: Damon's or Naemons? <laughs> Great game, fillet beef stroganoff served over butter egg noodles. Oh, that's Naemons. Damon's, Ugh. butter egg noodles. I, didn't, I definitely didn't see that on the menu. I thought, I, knew, I thought I'd read the menu quite thoroughly, but you're proving me wrong. You're proving me a fool. Damon's or Naaman's, it's a special garlic bread boat with papaya shavings. <laughs> Naaman's. You're right. You made that Namens. up. <laughs> Damon's or Naaman's, it's a, it's a side chicken stock rice. Oh, that's Damon's. That's I Damon's. saw that on there. <laughs> I like the sound of that. That sounds kind of nice. So I also looked at some Yelp reviews. So Kayla S. said, it did not have official tiki feel with rainforest and bird sounds. Ambience needs work. Parking is metered in time. Oh, so she wanted the full rainforest cafe experience. It did not have official tiki feel. From the official country. Yeah, it wasn't. The the tiki tourism board didn't stamp their tiki stamp on it. The garlic bread was good. We did have garlic bread. Yeah, it was delicious. Mm -hmm. Really nice. The Tonga Room. It's the name of the room. place in San Francisco. I had to Google it. It was driving me crazy. Another Yelp review from Damon's Freddie D. Booths are all newish and tables are bright and new. The only negative back entrance is a bit dark. I think a bulb or two went out. A coat of polyurethane polyure- would indeed do a lot on exterior bamboo and wood outside back door. Oh, that's nice. That's nice that he's given them the right product. Yeah. Like a real tip. There's a very strange element to to Damon's that they have the bar, ele- the bar area, which is not. It's not like a bar that looks like you should just go to it. It's not like oh, there's a restaurant, but there's also a bar, so you could just go and have drinks. Mm-hmm. But people are there having just drinks oh, because yeah. in of course because it is USA, the greatest country in the world. There are three like flat screen TVs playing sports. So even though it's a full immersive tropical tiki experience. There's also, like, grizzly men there drinking beer and watching sport at a tiki bar. Very strange. I also think it's because it's been there for so long, it's become people's local. Yeah, but it's a strange local. But that's because there's no pub culture in in the US, especially in yes. LA. There's no pub culture. So everyone's local bars are whatever is actually closest because everything's so spread out. So all these men who definitely would be at like a dark sports bar pub, uh, eating at a tiki pub. They're in Daemons. They're in Damon's just like having a drink. Finally out review, Des S says, I do not like that you literally have to walk through the entire restaurant to reach the host to be seated. I agree with that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. It's strange. The host, you, should, you when it says like, go to see the hostess before you or the host before you, Dying, it's like well you shouldn't have to just like find it that's odd I guess it's it because should be at the door the thing is that there's the front door and the back door the one that needs the polyurethane just so, pick one okay and I would say she was <laughs> our hostess uh, was I'll use the word sullen oh really she was sullen oh yeah real real moody teenager our server wasn't though she oh, was fun she was a dream come true what was her name I can't remember it's probably I'm gonna guess Francine like, exactly <laughs> But a lot of the staff there have worked there for many, many yeah. years. But she was wonderful. She was also great. When I, like, quietly ushered her over, being like, can we do, like, a cake with a candle? <laughs> she was like, oh, I got you. <laughs> and out came that giant slab of cake. Oh, that was so good. That was a really good sl- slice of cake. Yeah. So... What is the UK equivalent of Damon's Tiki Bar? Then I was thinking, what's the UK equivalent of tiki culture? Now, tiki culture is a bit problematic and there's borrowings of appropriation of other cultures. Americans love tiki bars, tiki culture. I've worked it out. What did we say for islands? Can't remember, Mm. but I've worked it out. It's the concept of having a cup of tea and by extension, afternoon tea. Because here's the thing, tea—it's not British originally. <laughs> right? They fucking stole it from India, didn't right. they? But it's become very British and beloved, and a little bit joking, like an afternoon tea <laughs> is such a thing, right? So I think going for an afternoon tea is the equivalent to going to a tiki bar. What do you think about that? <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm you—you you floored me. I'd be interested to know what we did think of islands because it's the almost basically the same thing. So I will insert insert that update here okay this is future fraser we said it was Latasca <laughs> but yeah no i'm i mean i like it i like where you're going with it did you try and think of what's the most british thing ever and then work backwards from there it, my main thing was appropriating another culture <laughs> right you're like gotta start with that so the uk equivalent <laughs> of damon's tiki bar and tiki culture is a cup of tea or going for afternoon, afternoon tea. tea afternoon tea you're welcome <laughs> right that's it thank you so much right. for listening please rate and review us we love them All love them i felt like i just did a perfect scottish accent then do you want to try again no I, 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 right it's because i wasn't i didn't wasn't thinking about doing it right that's you i was gonna say that and then i just said right no but let's see that was bad do give us some feedback you're welcome america on our instagram email us at you welcome america podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you soon. Thank Bye. you. You're welcome. Bye. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.